five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Well, hello and a very warm welcome to you on this fine some day of the week that you're choosing to <laughs> download and listen to our incredible Christian podcast. Hello, Kieran. How are you? Hi, Michael. That was very warm. I like that. <laughs> you're radiating warmth with that voice. I'm, I'm well. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm a little bit under the weather. I've caught another mm. mini cold from my baby daughter. Um, I've 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 taken my latter off though. Um, it's just a it's just a cold, but uh, okay. that's why I decided to to lean into the to the to the smooth sounds of the sixties. Um, <laughs> Good man, use it, use it. That nice gravelly, soothing voice. Absolutely. I'm I'm actually uh, in. I'm isolating at the moment. I was pinged. Mm. So I have to isolate, but without the, without the 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 soothing, uh, radio two tones in my voice, well, except the ones that maybe were there already. Yeah, I think there's an argument uh, to be made that you could you could step into radio two any day. <laughs> well, um, thank you, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, Kieran uh, and listeners, we have a great show lined up for you. We have an icebreaker question coming right up but we have a quiz we have an unlikely worship song we've got the top three and we've got a bible fact about the book of john we're in the new testament kieran's bringing his a game with his john bible fact are you looking forward to it kieran i am yes definitely good well without further ado i want to ask you a question and uh listeners maybe it's something you could think about at home kieran where and when are you most in your element do you know what I mean by mm. in your element? As in, where are you most comfortable? Where are you feeling the most able to be yourself? It's mm. a good question, man. W- one of the places is on a run. Mm. I love to run. It just it feels so good. Uh, and it just feels like a really natural place to process things. Mm-hmm. You know, it sort of has the sort of like cleansing, therapeutic kind of feel, I think, mm. for me. Yeah. Uh, running running in particular exercise generally but especially running yeah um just find it's a wonderful way to clear my head so when i'm out there just pounding the street and listening to some good music mm. and not thinking about anything else i think that's actually a really um really helpful thing yeah for sure it's cool yeah mm. there's there's that book um flow what who wrote the book flow um let me just have a look, see if I can see if the internet can tell me real quick. Um, Is it about a runner? It's Flow by uh, Miheli. Wow, a really uh, difficult surname to pronounce. Um, I'm, I, I don't think it says Csikszent Mihaly. I apologize. Mm. Uh, anyway, it's a book about how you can. It's about. It's kind of like a psychological state of being in flow where things are all kind of working together. And often that happens in exercise when your body and your breathing and other stuff all lines up. Or it happens mm. when you're like, for you, for example, Kieran, maybe when you're playing guitar, because you're so uh, adept at playing guitar that you don't have to think about it. So you're just in this, what they call a flow state, where you can just kind of relax and be rather than uh-huh. like thinking. So maybe that's what's happening. Guitar. 
Guitar was the other thing I was going to mention, funnily enough. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's my other place where I can really express myself. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so if you search the word flow and book, and uh, otherwise I'd have to try and pronounce the, the surname again, which would be insulting to the author. Um, but it's actually really interesting. And I think similar to me, really, anything that I can kind of detach my brain. So I love the gym for sure. Not so much into running as you, but I like to cycle. Um, and also teaching. Teaching is when I feel most of my element with other people. Like being in my element on my own is is easier because I'm a bit socially awkward. Um, but yeah, with other people, I like when I'm teaching circus skills or acrobatics or whatever, then then I'm really in my element there. Yeah, well, that's good, man. That's good. And uh, yeah, it's, I think that connection with people is a great thing as well, you know. Um, yeah. As much as it's good to have those sort of solitary pursuits as well and uh, a bit of time to focus and uh, be alone, I find that very important. But there are times also where you just want to connect with people, don't you? And, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, listeners, yeah. you let us know. Answers on a postcard. When are you most in your element? But uh, thanks for sharing, Kieran. Shall we get on with the flow? I mean, show? The other place I'm in my element, Michael, is recording this show with you. Oh, that's I wish I'd been quicker on that segue, because <laughs> that would have been perfect. But hey, it's better late than never. Oh, clearly, you're not that comfortable. Otherwise, you would have done a better <laughs> job. <laughs> Just kidding. True, true. And for this week's quiz, I have been working furiously behind the scenes. And I have to give a big shout out and a big thank you to the members of uh, Christian Podcast Association Facebook group, um, of many of my members of my church and other friends I have on Facebook, because I put out a survey this week. Um, and nice. many of them answered. And it enabled me to make a quiz game that I am calling Family parentheses of god fortunes <laughs> okay okay so there's a quiz show in the uk called family fortunes in america it's called family feud and basically they they survey a bunch of people and they they ask them a kind of open-ended question and the people have to answer it and then the contestants have to guess which of which answer was the most popular amongst those surveyed um, so I've asked the people that kindly responded to the quest, to the survey uh, six open-ended Christian questions. And your job, Kieran, is to try to find the top answer um, or really any of the top three answers. You'll get as many okay. points as the number of people who responded with that answer. But if you don't get one of the top three answers, then you will get a kazoo. Ooh. So... Yeah, normally on Family Fortunes or Family Feud, if you get any answer that was responded, then you get a number of points. But but we're, we're spicing things up a little bit. So with this first question, Kieran, it'll become even clearer the, the format of the quiz. But I really just want you to get 
the top answer here because there's really only four options to this one. Because the first okay. uh, question I asked the, the, the survey respondents was, if you had to pick a favorite gospel, which would it be? So mm. just so you know, Kieran, while you consider this question, because I didn't want to pay for the premium version of the survey, it only let me see the first 40 people that responded. <laughs> so there was 40 <laughs> okay, respondents, okay. actually uh, kindly more than 40 people responded to the survey. But wow, I, only, I didn't amazing. know at the time that it would only let me see 40. <laughs> so our, yeah, this yeah. is out of 40. So 40 people okay. were asked all of these questions. Which of the Gospels do you think most people said was their favorite? Oh, that's actually really difficult because I know that mine is John, mm. but I don't know how many people would agree with me on that. Because yeah. um, I feel like the other strong one might be Matthew. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, so I'm going to say John. my favorite, certainly. But. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say John. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah, well. for reasons. Our survey says... <laughs> hey, ah, well done, everybody. Well done, 40 <laughs> respondents, 40 plus respondents. 16 of the 40 preferred John. Um, the second most uh, favorite was Luke with 12, then Matthew ah. with eight. Mark only had three people that it was their favorite, is for their favorite gospel. And mysteriously, right. those listening at home with, with good mental arithmetic will notice that that adds up to 39. One person responded, Jeremiah. So, uh, Oh, wow. Interesting. <laughs> they obviously know something I don't. But Jesus um, is on every page, isn't that what they say? <laughs> so maybe, yeah, you could argue every book's the gospel. No, that's uh, maybe that's getting off into the weeds a little bit. Yeah, uh, Luke, Luke did well. Do you think that's because yeah. people love Christmas? I don't know. You know, the more I read Luke, as as last week we we did the 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 Bible fact about Luke, the more I realized, you know what, this is really strong. It's a re- obviously mm. they're all great, but. Luke does have a lot mm. of detail, a lot of the parables that aren't in other books. You know, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of, uh, it, it touches a lot more on like the feminine perspective, a lot of what Jesus, uh, Jesus working in the lives of women. Uh, I just mm. think it's a really great, well-rounded gospel. Um, I think Matthew is instinctively my favorite because I love the Sermon on the Mount so much and I love that it's all in one place, whereas Luke spreads Jesus' teachings around the gospel a little bit more. Uh, but actually, you know, it's a tough question because Luke is really good as well. So, and obviously, John came out on top. So, most more people are with you than with me. But that's <laughs> usually the case. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. <laughs> anyway, don't get me started on on favorite gospels because you know what I'm like. I'm such a nerd. <laughs> Let's do question two instead. And the second question I asked the forty respondents was to name the first of Jesus's parables that came to their mind. Right. So you can you name one of the top three answers of the first of Jesus' parables that came to our survey respondent's mind, Kieran? What do you think? Mm. Well, I, I feel like if you went out into the world mm. and, shout, and shouted parable of the, <laughs> the most likely thing you would hear would be, Good Samaritan. Yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like that's probably one of the top answers. I'd be yeah. surprised if it's not. So I'm going to say that one first. All right. Our survey says... Hey! That was, in fact, the third most popular was it? response. Was it? Mm. So that is worth six points. Six people said the parable of the Good Samaritan. So uh, you're up to 22. And... Um, 
But there were two more popular answers than the Good Samaritan. And those were the Prodigal Son was the of second course. most. Yeah. And that was number eight. And Kieran, you'll remember that the Prodigal Son and the Good Samaritan are both in which book of the Bible? Mm, <laughs> that was in our New Testament Matthew. quiz uh, in Luke. Um, but the <laughs> most, the most okay. popular uh, parable was the parable of the sower, which had 12 points. So right. listeners at home, if you said right. parable of the sower, then you got 12 points. Interesting. Um, interestingly, so then the other answers were lost sheep, three water into wine which is a miracle, not a parable, with two, <laughs> the parable of the talents with two, mustard seed with one, lost coin with one, woman at the well with two, which is not a parable, sermon on the mount with one, which is not a parable, and feeding of the 5,000 with two, which is not a parable. Which so is not a parable. Clearly, These are all... we need to teach what a parable is in our churches. Um, These are all mirables. <laughs> Miracles that people think are parables. Exactly. Or the woman at the well is conversationable. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no shade I mean to be fair if you're trying to do things quickly sometimes whatever comes out is whatever comes out and I'm not trying to catch well, that, shade that's it if it's a yeah if it's like a word association super fast thing yeah then, exactly yeah, I can understand so yeah. are you ready for question number three I am so ready. Here it comes. I asked the 40 survey respondents to name an unusual animal that you think is mentioned in the Bible. Brackets, try not to Google it. Um, and Kieran, what do you think was one of the top three most popular answers? An unusual animal that's named in the Bible. Mm -hmm. <sighs> What's the first uh... thing that comes to your mind? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is Leviathan, mm -hmm. which I think is widely believed to either be a crocodile or a hippo. Mm. Um, or a hippodile. A hippodile. Or a cropo. Cropo. I was going to say cripple, but it sounds like a, a gang gangster. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, if Leviathan's your instinct, do you think that's likely to be other people's instincts too, or do you think it's something different? Uh, Are you an everyman, Kieran? <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Know. Yeah, pro probably. I don't know. Uh, but then, would people would probably say Leviathan rather than hippo or crocodile, wouldn't they? Because yeah, that would yeah, be the I, thing that's in the Bible. Yeah. So that's what you're looking to, for, isn't it? It's the word. Yeah. It's the word in the Bible. Exactly. They would have to Not go. Well. They'd have to dive pretty deep to have written hippo instead of Leviathan. I mean, that's, yeah, that's yeah, dedication. So unusual animals, because there's quite a lot of ordinary animals in the Bible. Mm. There's um, sheep, donkeys. <laughs> I'm going to list them all to stall for time. I'm going to have to rush uh, you for an answer, Kieran. Um, you know, remember that family fortunes and family feud, when they play it on the TV, they have to answer immediately. So. Right. Well, uh, I'm kind of stuck on Leviathan. It's certainly unusual. Mm -hmm. It is an animal, yes. almost certainly. I'm going to hope that somebody... That a significant number of people said it. All right, let's take a look. Our survey says... It was, nice. in fact, the top answer. Was it? Uh, with mm. 10 respondents saying Leviathan. The other two tops were Dragon with three and Talking mm. Donkey with three. Uh, ah, honorable okay. mention okay. to fourth place Rock Badger with two. <laughs> nice. 
and, Good old uh, Hyrax. Is that another name for it? A Hyrax? <laughs> I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't know. Um, not sure. A couple of fun ones. Uh, one person said, one of the animals in Revelations. And, uh, and then one person said, I googled, sorry, cockatrice. Uh, <laughs> I googled, sorry. Um, I forgot that talking donkey is an actual breed of donkey, albeit a rare one. <laughs> Otherwise, I might have guessed that. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, the guess you actually did was better anyway, so don't worry. Um, okay, Kieran, here is survey question number four. I asked our 40 respondents to name the first of the Ten Commandments that comes to your mind. What do you think they responded? Um, I think love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. Yeah. Mind and strength. All right. I'm going to take your first answer as your answer. Otherwise, I'll be here all day. Our survey said... You are correct. That was the second most popular answer. Um, And with 10 respondents. Thou shalt not steal. I'm no, turning, top was actually King James here. Thou shalt not kill. Uh, so do not ah, kill was the top answer. Right. Um, well, it's good that people 12. are keeping that in mind. Exactly. That's encouraging. Uh, no other gods before God was 10, which takes you up to 42 points for those counting. Do not steal was third with five. Uh, love your neighbor, which is not one of the Ten Commandments. Uh, also had five respondents, although to be fair, it is what Jesus says, one of the th- one of the things that summarizes many of the Ten Commandments. Um, honor your father and mother with four, and then keep the Sabbath holy with one. Do not commit adultery with one, and do not lie with one. And then one person said, do not lie, don't kill, don't commit adultery, don't bear fault witness, no backbiting. Love your neighbor, honor your parents, don't serve any other God. Which is an interesting, mm. interesting response. I like it. Committed, committed. No backbiting, the 11th <laughs> commandment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Love it. Uh, so they yeah. got a bit snarky in the desert, <laughs> so they added that one in. Absolutely. Okay, Kieran, we're coming into land. We've got two more. You're on 42 points, which is hard to beat. You've got one of the top three answers in every question. And I asked our 40 respondents to name a woman in the Bible. Okay. So, name a woman. What do you think? Well, the, fir- the first one that came to mind for me was Ruth, which I think is probably a strong contender. So mm-hmm. I might go with Ruth, actually. Yeah, well, that's that's the that's the uh, that's the what do you call it of the quiz? Uh, so let's take a look. Our survey mm-hmm. says, "Ding, ding, ding!" You are correct. It is Ruth, in fact, and Ruth is once again the top answer. Hey, fifteen people out of forty responded Ruth, which takes you up to fifty-seven points. Um, nice. The other two top answers: Esther with five. And Eve with three, then Mary with three, Lydia with two, Deborah with two, Jezebel with two, and then a bunch of others with one. Martha, Joanna, Rebecca, Bathsheba, Rahab, Delilah, Hagar, and Sarah make up oh, excellent. So yeah, there you oh, go. That's nice that they, they all got a mention, all those people. <laughs> Always, those I'm sure they'll be the pleased. Um, yeah. Well, Kieran, last question. What do you think it's huh. going to be? Can you guess? Of course, it has to be. Name a man in the Bible. <laughs> in the Bible. Okay. So you're on 57 points. Can you find a top three answer out of all of the men's names in the Bible? Well, I I am gonna like go out on a limb a bit here, Michael, and mm. say I'm I'm also gonna hedge my bets at the same time because I'm uh, I've I've got skill like that. <laughs> I think I think number one is either gonna be Adam 
or it's going to be Jesus. Oh, <laughs> I'm okay. not sure who. So, uh, I think uh, Jesus. So we're going to go with Jesus. Always gone with the Sunday school answer. Is he correct? Mm-hmm. Let's take a look. Our survey says. Oh no way! Oh. Was Adam in the top three? Adam was sort of in the top three. He was joint <laughs> second with two other names. Ah. Um, so Noah was actually number one with six oh, wow. respondents. Right. Then Abraham, Joseph, and Adam all got four. Daniel with three. Jesus with three. Uh, mm-hmm. So you could argue that technically, in a, a sense, Jesus was the third most popular answer. But not really, yeah. because there was five other answers more popular than him. So <laughs> right. um, He's also yeah. the name above all names, so I win by default. <laughs> He's automatically uh, top of the list. Lame. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> lame but funny. Um, but yeah, that Thanks. means that you score a zero for that final question and your final score is 57, which is very good. You mm. find a bunch of top answers in there and just generally did a, did a good job, Kieran. So well done. Michael, what an excellent quiz, man. That was really good. Thank you. No, Listeners, thank you, you. you have to share this with somebody. We do all of this for you. Not, do not try to guilt trip you, everybody. We love that you listen. It's wonderful. We, we gladly make this uh, for no money. But come on. Come do, on. Do, do Michael a favor. Throw Michael a bone here. Me a and share, share that incredible quiz with a friend. Because doesn't that deserve to be heard more widely, listeners? You're funny. Uh, well, I, I totally agree, Just, but a uh, big I'm in your corner, to all bro. those that helped me to, to put together <laughs> by answering my survey. I really appreciate it. So thank you all. Yeah. Ooh, unlikely worship songs. Unlikely. Well, Kieran, it's time for our unlikely worship song this week. Listeners, mm-hmm. our unlikely worship song is uh, Kieran's musical segment each week. Sometimes he writes a song about uh, a bit of the Bible that you wouldn't necessarily have a worship song about. Sometimes it's a Christian lifestyle experience situation. Sometimes it's a, a, just a random bit of funny nonsense. Sometimes it's a remix. Kieran, what have you got for us? Well, this week, Michael, it is a bit of Christian life uh, silliness. A thing that I think probably happens to or has happened to quite a lot of Christians. Mm. Uh, certainly when you're starting out in, a, in your relationship with the Lord, uh, you may have been at a Bible study or event mm. and this very thing has happened to you. So this is a hopefully humorous take on it. So oh, nice. M- Michael, perhaps you can identify with this one too. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure I will be able to, especially if it's in any way embarrassing for the person experiencing it. <laughs> my songs always are (laughs) about that (laughs) all right shall i give it a listen go for it okay here we go hi everyone let's start the bible study shall we tonight we're going to be in the book of nahum so let's all turn to the book of nahum 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 (gasps) <gasps> I don't know where that is Okay, don't panic, there's still time Just think, man, think Okay, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John It's not one of the Gospels Genesis, Exodus, it's not here at the front Jude, Revelation It's not one of the back ones Kieran, would you like to read from verse 1? I don't know where that is 
I don't know where that is. Okay, let's use the contents. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Book of Joshua, Judges, Ah! Oh, that was a close one. <laughs> nice one. I was genuinely going to say, um, it reminds me of that moment where you, you decide just to look at the contents page, but you kind of tilt your Bible up so no one yeah. can see that you're looking at the contents page. Uh, yeah, you don't want to be yeah, caught so, out not knowing where something is. <laughs> n- no one could see the pastor doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that was excellent, Kieran. I mean, just top notch, both uh, relatable well, but also very funny. And I thought the production quality was outstanding. Uh, well, what can I say, man? Apple loops. <laughs> almost, almost none of that was made by me, basically. So, and yeah, all of know. it was. You know, well. <laughs> yeah, that's the great thing about Garage Band. It uh, it makes you look good. No, it was really so. funny, man. Really funny, and uh, you know, I no longer experience this, obviously, because I made a decision last year to memorize the books of the Bible in order, uh, which I've which I've shown off to great uh, effect during our quizzes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, but. Uh, just kidding. Uh, but yeah, I could definitely relate to that a lot. We used to play sword draw a lot as young people at camp. Kid. Oh, Did you yeah. play that where you yeah. hold your Bible in the air and someone says, what's the name of the fruit in John 4, 1? And <laughs> they say, draw, and then you open as quickly as you can and you try and find it. It's good times. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's a good game. But, good it was game. Definitely... but as, as, someone, as someone who has not yet totally memorized all the books of the bible michael <laughs> i could still find myself in this situation and probably will at some point do you think though so. that going through especially like the lesser prophets and stuff together on the podcast has, has helped you feel more confident in the way the bible's structured oh absolutely i mean i i think you know if if you were to name a book of the bible i would know what section it was in mm. at the very least mm. yeah, like definitely. what part of the old or new testament to to scramble in mm. to find it I don't. I still couldn't, uh, you know. I still don't know the exact order of the minor prophets, for example, <laughs> or the letters uh, of Paul. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, I could probably get the. I can get the ball into the right ballpark, you know. <laughs> That's all that really matters. Before I scramble around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was Absolutely. great, man. Thank you for all the work you put into that. The top, 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 top three, three, three. Well, Kieran. So, Kieran. Okay, Kieran, it's time for our <laughs> top three this week. Um, nice. I'm just trying out all of the intros these days, you know, just to see which Good one man, fits like me it. the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the top three is three pairs of words from the New International Version. I have searched the number of verses they appear in, and I'm going to give them to Kieran. He has to guess which of them appears in more verses. So, for example, alive versus dead. I have searched the New International Version for these words. Kieran, which one of them appears in a greater number of verses? What do you think? Alive or dead? Alive or dead? That's a toughie. Mm. Again, uh, Michael, I feel often with these um, these biblical uh, dyads or whatever they are, whatever <laughs> the word is that you present, mm. that um, 
that I'm tempted to go for the one that feels like the Christian answer, mm. as I said last week. So I kind of want to say alive because it's better than dead. Mm. But but is it more common? Do you know, I'm going to flip it around this time, Michael. Ooh. I'm going to say it's dead. All right. Well, let's take a look and see if you are correct. Oh, Ooh. Kieran, your instincts sometimes are so it pays, sharp and honed. It pays to go to the dark side sometimes. That's Absolutely. the lesson here. No, that's not really the lesson, listener. <laughs> I think the lesson here is that dead is the opposite of a larger number of words than just alive. So, for example, also the opposite of living. Um, because ah. alive is only mentioned in 91 verses. Dead is mentioned in 344 verses. Whew. But living, for example, is in a further 300 verses. So if you combine yeah, living yeah. with alive, then you'd get a larger number than dead. But yeah, just in this case, you are absolutely correct, Kieran. Well done. <laughs> that's a good point, man. That's very interesting. Hmm. At least that's my take on it. As I was doing the research, I was thinking, oh, it's probably because of this. And mm. then, I, then, I, then I adjusted my glasses and, and shifted my <laughs> pencil protector in my pocket. Um, <laughs> here's the next one. Which of these is in a greater number of verses? Awake or asleep? Hmm. I feel like when a person is awake mm. in the Bible, it's remarked upon less probably than when mm. they are asleep. Yeah, that's true. Because awake is kind of, if you're doing things... Mm performing heroic actions or even mundane everyday actions <laughs> you are required to be awake usually you yeah. know just as just as a fish is required to be in water mm. so i feel like being asleep is the yeah. more out of the ordinary thing yeah and therefore it probably gets mentioned more times so i think probably asleep rather than awake i like that rationale awake is the default yeah. state rather than uh, yeah, asleep, yeah. unless you're a particularly skilled sleepwalker um, yeah, absolutely. Well, let's take a look. So you're saying asleep, sorry, is is the larger, more... I'm, I'm going to go with asleep, yeah. All right, yeah. let's take a look. Hey. Oh! You're correct, nice. and this one is very close. Awake is in 24 verses, and asleep is in 26 verses. So oh, wow. you are correct, but it's a close one. Uh, so okay. potentially, in this case, other translations may vary. Um, but that's the new international version. Okay, here's the last one. Uh, you've already won, but let's do it for fun. Build or destroy? <laughs> Build or destroy? Build or destroy? I mean, there's a lot of both in Scripture. Mm. That's the thing. That's very hard. I feel like this will be a close one. Um, there's a lot of building, mm. but... I don't know, maybe it's just my mood today, Michael, but I feel like I'm going to go for the, the downer again. I'm actually going to say destroy. You've gone so for dead, asleep, and destroy. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The, tri the triple whammy, <laughs> triple threat. <laughs> Let's see if your instincts are for the dark side are correct this week. Hey! Oh, no way, no way. Oh, I just can't catch you out these days. Build 141 <laughs> verses, destroy 242. So not actually that close, 101 more mentions. But again, okay. potentially, um, perhaps destroy is, is the opposite of, of a greater number of words. But, but like you say, there is a lot of destruction mm. in, the, in the Bible. So yeah, you're absolutely mm. right, Kieran. Well done. Clean sweep. How do you feel? 
I feel good, man. Did you did you make that connection as you were making this? Did you think, hey, these are all like the the not so nice option, or did that not um, sort of? It just happened. I I put these together, yeah. uh, these three pairs, and and it, as I was finding the numbers, it just so happened that the the less positive one was the greater, and I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna keep it like that. Mm, so, mm. Yeah. Michael's book, everybody, how to make a great quiz <laughs> for a Christian podcast will be out in September. I'm kidding, but yeah. it should be out because, right. man, you could write a book. The you only really, thing really more niche than skills. this podcast will be that book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think maybe there's a place for, for a good, a good another, another quiz design book. I'm sure there are some out there, but yours will mm. be even better. Well, Coming soon. If you want to bankroll that book, ladies and gentlemen, um, <laughs> just like Theophilus did for the book of Luke, um, then you can <laughs> contact us at Holy Half Hour on social media. And uh, we also accept blank checks. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Bible facts. Coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kiaran. With some Bible facts. Coming at ya with some Bible facts. Michael and Kieran. With some Bible facts. Well, Kieran, the time has come. We've got a Bible fact. It's the fourth of four Gospels, and we happen to know that it's your favorite one, John. Hey. Take it away, my friend. Thank you, Michael. It is my favorite gospel. Um, I think the first gospel I read as a almost and then new Christian. Um, and I just have always, always loved it, man. Um, uh, I, I think w- what I want to sort of emphasize today is the way that John's gospel reveals uh, a God that we can know personally mm-hmm. and has a particular emphasis on relationship with God. And on faith and belief as a personal thing, you know, and a personal, personal journey. Uh, but to set it up a bit first, Michael, uh, John's gospel is the fourth gospel in the New Testament. Uh, that we know for sure. Uh, <laughs> and um, it's like, it's it makes, uh, I think, quite an interesting contrast to the book of Luke. Um, because, and, and Michael, you were talking about this last week, but the book of Luke is quite scholarly, I think, in its emphasis. Um, it's very uh, interested in factual accu- accuracy. Mm. Um, it, but uh, John is less interested in that, which is not to say that the things in his gospel are inaccurate, <laughs> yeah. but, but, the, but the emphasis is not on recording a series of uh, eyewitness accounts in quite the same way. Uh, so the emphasis is, as I say, um, I would argue instead on relationship and on about knowing this Jesus personally uh, that's that's depicted in the Gospels. So a few little nuggets that I think just speak to how uh, John's Gospel has a real focus on relationship. Something I learned, this is again from a site called JesusFilm.org. Mm-hmm. I got some of these interesting facts. Um, and the first one to share with you is that uh, each of the Gospels record Jesus calling disciples. John's Gospel is the only Gospel where disciples bring their friends and family to meet Jesus. Hmm. And I love that. Um, 
Andrew brings his brother, Simon Peter, in John 1, verse 41. Philip introduces Jesus to Nathaniel in John 1, 45. So we get these lovely little sort of intimate moments of people just being so excited and saying, you've got to come and meet this guy, mm. <laughs> you know? And there's just something about that and something about what that says about being a disciple and bringing others to the Lord and the joy that there is in that and the way that it, I think, is should be a spontaneous thing and an overflow of our love for God and, and, and that joy, you know? I think it's just a beautiful, beautiful picture of that, mm. you know? Um, John focuses a lot on dialogue as well. And on conversation, um, you 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 are a fan of Matthew, of course, Michael, yeah. and the Sermon on the Mount is uh, is one of your favorite passages of scripture. I don't know if it's your absolute favorite, but it's one of, isn't it? It is. I'd, I'd be hard pressed to choose just one, but it is definitely one of my mm, favorites for sure. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and so Jesus in the Gospels often teaches through sermons and parables. Um, John perhaps has a bit more emphasis on conversations. And on sort of candid moments where Jesus is able to draw alongside people. Mm-hmm. And, and t- two of the probably most famous ones are uh, the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4, where um, Jesus is by the, at the well on his own and a Samaritan woman comes to get water. They have a conversation ultimately about eternal life. Uh, and that leads to uh, some of her friends and family coming to know the Lord and people in her community coming to know Jesus personally. Um, and another famous one is Nicodemus, who is a member of the Sanhedrin. Hmm. I don't know that for sure. I forgot to look that up. <laughs> um, but he's an important uh, figure in in the religious leadership. Um, and uh, and he comes to Jesus at night. They have a conversation about being born again. Hmm. Um, it's interesting. Uh, there's a guy who... Uh, who we know, listeners, um, called Steve McLeister. And um, he is a, uh, one of the things he does is, is preach. He's mm-hmm. a good preacher. And I remember him using this illustration about, uh, well, not an illustration as such, but he talked about these two passages of scripture. And he talked about the contrast in them, that in uh, The Woman at the Well, Jesus listens a lot. Mm-hmm. And actually nearly the vast majority of the dialogue is, is the woman talking to Jesus. Um, and the uh, and as to sort of uh, sort of reverse of that is is Jesus' conversation with Nicodemus, where Nicodemus uh, Jesus says a lot of stuff to Nicodemus. He imparts a lot of information, and I think the reason for that is that Nicodemus is a religious guy. He's coming and saying, "I have mm-hmm. access to the truth. I know the way to God." And so Jesus is kind of in a way saying, "Let me let me correct you on this." Mm-hmm. And it's, I just love the I love the humanity of uh, Jesus does. Uh, go hard on that and speak truth powerfully when he needs to. But he's also willing to listen and he's willing to draw alongside someone who yeah. who doesn't know, who doesn't know. Uh, uh, sorry, who who isn't steeped in that sort of Jewish culture and that religion, yeah. and and he's willing to just draw alongside them and 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 be human, <laughs> yeah. while at the same time he is God. Um, and the final thing to say is just that um, uh, the words for believe and faith show up more in John than in any other, mm. it, than actually in all the other Gospels combined. Um, and of course, John writes in John's Gospel that his objective is that by by reading what is written there, you might believe. 
Um, yeah. And again, I just love that emphasis on belief and faith and on taking hold of that as a, as a personal thing, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of a, a jumble of things there for you, Michael. Uh, but it's hard to just pick one thing about yeah. John's gospel that's really cool and interesting. So sorry if that was a bit much, <laughs> but what, what do you think? Is there one thing in there in particular maybe that stands out to you? Or I love it. I love all, all the things you shared. I think it's the thing that sticks out to me from what you shared is is that idea of that, that personal, the interest that, that Jesus shows in the person, the way that he spoke differently, like you said, to the, the woman at the well and to Nicodemus, but also to like the effectiveness of that, like the effectiveness of Jesus. You know, Nicodemus, you're right, was a member of the Sanhedrin. I didn't want to interrupt your flow. I wasn't sure if you were asking me rhetorically or, or actually asking me. <laughs> um, but, you know, he, he visits Jesus to discuss his teachings. And, and then, you know, he goes on to remind other Sanhedrin people that the law requires that a person be heard before being judged. So, Already he's kind of changing a little bit, you know, he's, 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 his teaching becomes even more in line with, with Christ. And then ultimately we know that Nicodemus appears after the crucifixion uh, to help with the preparing of Jesus' body for burial, mm, mm. you know. So it was obviously like extremely effective, the relationship that was built between them, um, mm. which, is, which is amazing. And, and it speaks to the fact that this is a very personal thing. Uh, like we're called to be Christians in community. We're called to love others and, and to care for them. Jesus' disciples did life with Jesus um, and Jesus did life with those around him. And I think that's just uh, just really important mm. not to lose focus on. Um, so yeah, it's really good. Mm. I appreciate what you shared. I think it's it was so important for me as a younger Christian and now just mm. because it was my way into discovering, oh, okay, I can know this God personally. Yeah. You know, Christianity is about, and it's maybe it's cliche sometimes in Christian circles to say this, but it is about religion, uh, it is about relationship with God. Mm. Um, you know, that is uh, the core to core to what we believe as Christians and core to our experience that it is about knowing God personally. So, yeah. yeah and and off, off the back of that, possibly my favorite passage in scripture, and I don't really know why, but I just have always struggled not to cry <laughs> when reading this, is, is, is John 20, where mm. Mary Magdalene goes to the empty tomb, mm. and she thinks Jesus is the gardener, and then he says her name, Mary, and mm. suddenly she realizes who it is. Something about that is just so beautiful, yeah. and I just love that chapter. It might be my favorite section in the Bible, if one can have a favorite. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I love it, man. That's amazing. Wow, well done. And uh, a lovely fact. And thanks for sharing. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Michael and Kieran. Well, Kieran, that's all we've got time for today. Uh, what a great show. Oh, my goodness. What a treat it's been we've, a blast. we've just created for everybody. Oh. You lucky Absolutely. people. Lucky. Um, sorry, I should really stop being so self-congratulatory. I, <laughs> I, I do it in jest, listeners. But no, all, all jokes course, aside, thank course. you, Kieran, for all your hard work and excellent content today. Likewise, my friend. Thank you. That was great. What a quiz can I say again, folks? <laughs> stop me if you've heard this before, but share that quiz with somebody, people. Come on. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, maybe we'll have to make it into a shorter clip so people can share it. Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, either way, thank you so much for listening and being part of this amazing community. We love making this show for you. And uh, we'll speak to you next week. We certainly do. Thanks, everybody. Speak to you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye.